You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see. What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man of the Slapdick Podcast, coming at you on this fine Friday, April 30th, as we end the month of April, how fast this fucking year has gone by, might be one of the fastest filling years I've had uh in my 45 years 44 and a half whatever you want to call it uh but i said that last year too so maybe this fucking virus shit is making everything speed up i don't know hopefully it slows back down man we can gather our thoughts and get our shit together and uh be better than we were yesterday hey man title of this show is sometimes less is more that is also the quote of the day sometimes less is more and uh, I'll get into it a little bit. Let me pay the bills. This episode of the Slapdick Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So... Man, I want to give a shout-out to everybody who has helped me out, man. Uh, I posted a few things from giving away free dirt in my fucking backyard because I got construction going on to finding me a new whip and getting me turf installers. All kind of shit, man. I appreciate you guys out there, man. Even you haters. You haters make my dick hard. So, I want to give a shout out. Less is more. Sometimes less is more. You don't always have to go for the glamour and the glitz. All right? There's a few things. University of Southern today made a hire from within. They hired their new head football coach from within. Rumors were out there that Marshall Falk was going to take the job. You know, Louisiana native with the movement that's going on in the HBCUs with the, with the Dion's and the Eddie George's and all this. Now, mind you, two of those three I've had on this podcast, two of those three I'm really good with, Marshall and, and Eddie, and I wish them the best of success. I wish Dion the best. But at some point, if they do not run a well-structured, well-oiled environment and machine – they're going to be looked at as a mockery. And it's going to be a slap. Well, it's already a slap in the proverbial face of all the coaches who have paid their dues who get looked over for a name. Because I always tell you, it's who you know, not what you know. And that's just the world we live in. That's life. That's for any job in business. I don't give a shit what it is in. It's who you know. If you know the CEO at Microsoft, he's going to probably hire you with a pretty damn good job. Over a thousand cats that applied on the resume and 
it's because you knew him. Let me just give you a little deal. I would post jobs at Independence, for instance. And since we were on the show and since it was a national JUCO and we had dorms and meals and scholarships, I would literally get thousands, thousands of resumes. Okay. I would split up. I would take some that I recognized had references or people that referred me to this guy and that guy. And I would obviously look at those first. I'm not going to call every swing, swing and dick on a resume that submitted one. I would take those that I knew or people that referred those guys to me. I would take those, split them up amongst the staff, and we would find who we liked the best. And then we would call those people that recommended them. And I would discuss it with those coaches, usually D1 coaches or buddies of mine that would send them those guys, young GAs that were done with their two years or Analyst guys that they didn't have a full-time gig for, had to move on. I'd hire those guys because they were already in a structured environment. They already saw how it was. And they were hungry to get back to that level. See, that's the part that people don't realize in the profession, in all professions. If I'm the CEO of Chevrolet, I'm going to hire a marketing manager that has done it at another big-time car dealership manufacturer because he knows what it is, she knows what it is, and how it's done and how to be successful. It's hard to hire someone that has no zero experience in this, but you take that person by someone who referred you, him or her, because it's who you know. You're going to take the word of your friend, professional colleague over the word of a swinging dick you don't know that's just what the life we live is about so kudos to southern for hiring from within and going against the norm of hiring a name such as marshall falk eddie george dion because there's a ton of young brothers out there, and I'm talking about black coaches who, who if you want to stick to this HBCU thing, that are well-deserving. And I will argue that they're more deserving than Dion and Eddie George. Okay? That is the splash higher, pretty higher, great. But Dion and Eddie have a lot of shit going on. They make a lot of money. They don't need the job money that they're getting at Southern or at Tennessee State, Jackson State. They don't need that income. But my boys need that income. Plus, they're going to do the job with both feet in and give those kids what they deserve. Not saying that Eddie and them aren't. Well, I kind of am saying that. I just don't want to lie to you. Because I know that those jobs are hard to do when they're, when they're not your sole priority. It's hard to take a college coaching job and not make it your sole priority because the kids are deserving of that and you're, you're shorting them by giving them half-ass effort. And I don't say Eddie's doing it or Dion's doing it. I hope they're not. But what I'm saying is you couldn't see me fishing for bass during, a, during the season or off-season. There's no time for that. It's all kids all 100% all day long. 
And I hope these guys realize that. And then if that's the truth, if they, if they say, all right, I can do it, so be it. Kudos to you. But if they say, you know what, kids are deserving more, then you need to step away and, and let a coach that's deserving and wanting and needing it to do it. And I'm just saying, I'm glad Southern did that. Um, and uh, kudos to them. There's a lot of other places out there that are, are young coaches are deserving too that have put their uh, blood, sweat, and tears in this. And unfortunately, they get bypassed. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm glad they kept it in-house. Um, especially for uh, over guys that never coached before. <laughs> like, no, no offense, but there's guys that Eddie and Dion really never coached before this. You know, a little seven on or their son or whatever. So, hopefully they, they reach out and, and do some things. I know Eddie's got Jeff Jordan. Uh, um, Jeff Fisher in his corner. Um, Lance Leopold, good friend of mine, great coach, even a better person. He's been hired at KU. And uh, listen, I appreciate all the fan base out there from KU and Lawrence. Lovely town, lovely place. Um, but like I told you, they're not ever going to take a shot at a guy like me. Maybe now. Not now they won't, but maybe now I can clear my name. That has been Now that it's been cleared, uh, maybe people will look at me a little different. But it's still at the same time. Um, last chance use forever, and you know they're gonna look at me and, and 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 judge me without ever talking to me. We know that's how it is. Lance is a great dude. Take to you know he's done some great things at Division three level, done some great things at Buffalo. He'll do great at KU in my opinion. I hope they keep the assistant, the young brother there, because uh, I know a lot of kids have talked to me just on Twitter. Um, obviously on their roster have hit me up. <laughs> Coach, you coming? I'm like, man, no, but uh, they like the guy, and so I'm glad. Um, I hope they keep him. Lance keeps him. But I talked to Lance before the hire, and uh, like I said, he's uh, came down and sat with me quite a few times at Indy, and great human being, man, and uh, he knows how to build programs and turn them around, and uh, and I, I wish him the best there. Um, NFL draft was last night. It'll be back today. Um, I don't know. I hope, I hope Rakeem Boyd, one of my players, is up. You know, hopefully he'll get drafted third, fourth, fifth round. I think. Uh, hopefully, uh, be a great thing to see. Um, you know, they took two running backs last night. I bet you the next one off the board is a kid from North Carolina, and then I would hope it'd be Rakeem. They're just not a heavy running back draft, and due to opt outs and COVID, you know, there's been a lot of players uh, missing, obviously. So. Um, you know, NFL draft thoughts, man, to be honest, um, went about how I said it would on my last podcast, besides the five Q's going in the top 10, which, which is pretty surprising. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what I told a buddy of mine yesterday. I should have bet it, but I said, Mac Jones was going to new England and I didn't know if they had to trade up or not. Bill Belichick just showed you the it factor and poise that he has by not worrying about someone jumping him ahead of him for Mac Jones. Mac Jones fits his pro his system perfectly. I believe he will be the starter. I don't believe Cam Newton will start there. Um, maybe game one, but I don't believe it'll go past that. I think Cam is, is just not comfortable in that system. And I think New England was the worst possible situation for Cam Newton. Number one, you're replacing the GOAT. Number two, you're in a system that's just 
it's not conducive for for someone like you even though it's shitty because your whole career you were banged and bruised because you had to run the football because you were a 6'6", 260-pound freak, and everyone thought you couldn't throw and had to run. Even though the first rookie year you were throwing for three, 400 yards a game. That's just the stigma um, and, the, and the, 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 the truth of the matter is that he's been banged and bruised, and I just don't think. But you know what? He's, he's always been a 60% or less completion percentage guy. It wasn't like Cam was back there fucking dissecting everyone. I just think it's taken his toll. I think Cam is done. Uh, I love him because he's a Juco guy, and uh, I love what he stands for. I just don't think he is going to be very successful. Um, I don't even think he'll make it uh, through the season there. But that's just me. Um, So it is official. My boy Lance Leopold has taken the job at KU. Congrats. So the draft came in, in the first round, and, you know, Two, three guys that never even that didn't even play last year. Remember, I said this pod twenty podcasts ago. The NFL knows these opt outs aren't don't need to play. But I told you it was a JV season. But the opt outs didn't need to play. The Penn State linebacker that's six five two forty that runs four three. He didn't have to play last year, and he didn't. Guess what? He went in the top fucking what twelve. The other Penn State linebacker who also runs 4-3, who's also 6-5, he went in the first round. He didn't have one sack this year. So just showing you that when New England gets back Hightower and the 11 other dudes that opted out and Mac Jones can just control the clock and be accurate, New England is a team that I would say has a shot to win it again. And I don't ever put it past Belichick. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw a wrench in this thing last night. And I'm surprised. I don't think there was enough time. He did it at the time to really fuck Green Bay, I believe, on the draft day. Because everybody's basically made your pick at this time in the war room. And it's hard to fucking shoot a call to old Green Bay. And then the GM says, nah, we're not taking calls and hangs up on you. You know, there's no time to talk and negotiate. So Aaron did this shit on purpose. And I truly believe he's out. And I believe he'll be a Raider or he'll be a, I don't believe he'll go to Denver because Denver has Peyton. Denver had, I, I believe the transition from all these quarterbacks that have gone there from Elway to Peyton and all these guys. I don't think he wants to go there. He's already lived behind Favre. You know, the Raiders, obviously, you got the Plunkets and the and the, and, and the Gannons. And, you know, you got these type of guys in there. Hostetler later in his years. But the Raiders would be a spot. He's from NorCal, even though they're in Vegas now. Same shit. Frisco, you know. See, I think Frisco is going to make a move and get rid of Jimmy G. I think that can happen as early as this fucking week. And I believe Trey Lance was signed and drafted because guess what Trey Lance is? He is a JV version of Aaron Rodgers. He plays under center. He can boot waggle. He's got a strong enough arm to throw it across the field. He can... Playing the gun, he can use his feet to make plays, improvise plays, 
off schedule plays and get you those yards that a Mac Jones couldn't do or um, some of these other guys, right? I think that's the move. They're going to get Aaron Rodgers with some picks and Jimmy G, and they're going to have Trey learn from him. Aaron will probably play two or three there and be back home in NorCal and happy, and that's it. I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I know Denver's in the mix, and I thought New England was a great choice for Aaron Rodgers. I thought that could happen. I thought Bill would make a power move. Um, still not out of the realm of possibilities, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, my top, the top five, Mac, Zach, Trey, Justin, Trevor Lawrence. I will make a bold prediction. I talked to a buddy yesterday. They were like, JB, you've always predicted quarterbacks and how well they do in the league. I said, you know what? I don't know why I've always had that knack, but I, I just kind of know what the NFL is, and it's different. Like, Lamar Jackson would probably be the number one quarterback that I would want to coach in college, ever. He'd be the least quarter, the least favorite quarterback that I would want to coach in the NFL. Does that make sense? It's shitty. It sucks. That's just what the league is. When I was in a preseason game and I took a three-step drop from under center in the NFL, and Julius Peppers was past me before I got to my third step of my drop, I knew that it was a different league. These guys are going to find that out too. That DNs and outside linebackers in the NFL are fast or faster than your wideouts. And the speed of this thing is going to blow your mind. And you're, sometimes your mind can never catch up to the speed of the NFL. So I'm giving you some insights here. I believe Zach will will do pretty well. I think he'll be okay. I think Trey Lance, from everything I've heard, great head on his shoulders and all this, I, I don't think he's going to succeed. I'm just telling you. Not, not to be. I think they'll all. I'm telling you right now, Trevor Lawrence, to me, can be a bust. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys, man. There's no guarantee in this profession. And the scouts in the NFL always supersede the coach and don't always get it right. I actually get it wrong more than they get it right. I would like to see Trevor Lawrence do well in all this. I don't know. I think Urban getting Travis Etienne from Clemson is a great move too. Jacksonville became a lot better last night. I want to. I really am curious to see if because if Trevor Lawrence is the godsend and the best heir apparent to Tom Brady or Elway or whoever you want to claim him to, he has to have a better year than Justin Herbert just had. And I'm telling you right now, that is a tall task. Justin Herbert's going to be an NFL Pro Bowler year in and year out. I told everyone that last year. I don't believe there's a pro bowler on this list year in and year out because Zach's going to Jacksonville. He's going to take his lumps. I'm sorry. Zach's going to the Jets. He's going to take his lumps. 
Trevor's going to Jacksonville. Going to take his lumps. Trey's going to play a backup role to either Jimmy or Aaron Rodgers if something happens. Justin Fields, I believe, is going to take his fucking lumps in Chicago. And Mac Jones is in the best situation as far as structure and environment, but he can't make any off-schedule plays with his feet. And in the NFL now, which is so athletic, I believe you're going to have to do that. But at the same time, if he's as good as Sark tells me he is and all these people, then he can be a Tom Brady. Because, by the way, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl at 40 fucking three years old, and he can't outrun me. So, Mac Jones, in my opinion, has the best opportunity to in this first five years to succeed and, and, and be make a Pro Bowl. Mac Jones is going to be my pick out of this. And I'm not in love with him either. But I do like, he to me is the most NFL ready. Now, Alabama's had a bunch of bus QBs come out and who have also been great in college. But I believe uh, Sark and believe Mac, when I believe in what I see with him. Um, by the way, he had two better wideouts than New England has on their roster at Alabama. He, his Alabama two wideouts that just went in the first fucking round were, are better than anybody New England has right now, including Nelson Aguilar. So with that being said, he's going to digress here because now he's got to learn how to check the ball down and he can't throw bang eights for, for over the top of fucking zero coverage all day that LSU and Auburn and fucking Ole Miss is going to run at him. So just understand he has to um, he has to understand you know take his lumps there's not a great situation here you know Justin Herbert fell into that deal with a fucked up horrible fucking physical training situation in San Diego because of what happened to the Q and the lung issue. So just understand that. Um, but Trevor Lawrence could be a bust, man. I'm not putting it past it. I'm just telling you. Uh, that's just my opinion, man. I've been doing this a long time. I called Vince Young a bust. I called RG3 a bust. I've called Ryan Leaf a bust. I called Achilles Smith, I've called a lot of these guys, man. I'm just telling you because the NFL doesn't, it doesn't, college doesn't transition to the NFL when you don't play under center at all. When you can't recognize a coverage change or role in a stimming front and things that you don't see in the mix of a post snap play that you see in the NFL by design, by the way. You don't do that in college. You don't stim the front in college during the play. Those type of things happen, and now you're going to be having you're going to have issues and recognize recognition, and you know, it's an all in deal. And so, listen, I'm rooting for all five of them, but don't be surprised if they're all bust. Just remember, all five aren't going to be great. And just remember, if two are make a Pro Bowl or two, it was a su- successful draft class for quarterbacks. So just understand, those are the stats of this deal. And uh, not hating, just telling you, that's just my personal deal. Um, 
So we'll see how it plays out, man. Uh, NF, NBA season's winding down. Injuries are playing a huge role in it. I don't know. You know, hopefully LeBron comes back. He looked disgusted the other night when Russ had another triple-double. Russell Westbrook, man, is underrated as shit. He's he's like, it's less than, sometimes less is more. Um, He's underrated and he's overrated as shit. That's his, he is the most unique NBA player I've ever seen. He can't shoot. Oh, coach, he, he, he can shoot. He scores 30 games. No, he can't. He can't shoot. He's a scorer. He's not a shooter. Okay. KD is both. Steph Curry's both. LeBron's a scorer, not a shooter. There's shooters and there's scorers. See, Kobe was both. And you could argue he wasn't really a shooter, even though he's he just wasn't a three-point shooter. I believe he was the best on-ball defender, two-guard ever to play, and the most clutch two-guard ever to play, obviously. He's my favorite best player of all time, in my opinion. But same time, Kobe's known as a scorer. Where you have guys like KD, who's both. James Harden is probably both. You know, those type of guys. Russ is just a fucking different animal. He plays with the most crazy energy you've ever seen. He goes all out with a chip on his shoulder that the world hates me and fuck you. That's how he plays. And I I give it up to him, man. I had an opportunity to coach his brother uh, years ago. At, uh, when they came out of Losinger High School here in Gardena, Southern Cali. You know, <sighs> Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, um, my boy for San Antonio, um, DeMar DeRozan, um, you know, they all grew up in the same fucking area of Compton, right? Just so everybody knows. And you're talking about a lot of fucking talent, MVP talent in the NBA right on the same same block almost, so you know. But, hey, if LeBron comes back, AD stays healthy, Drummond's getting better uh, in the system. The, the Lakers are still to me because if LeBron makes the playoffs, he goes to the finals. Just so everybody's clear, that's how great the dude is. I mean, to be honest, you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but he's you can't take away his fucking knack for making teams and people better. That's what he does better than anybody has ever played, in my opinion. Even Joe or Jordan and Kobe, he does that better. Don't believe he is better. I believe he does that better, which makes him fucking great. I mean, this is what it is. He's he's up there, you know. Um, Dr. J came out and basically didn't put him on his top two teams. Now, listen, I, I want to show you this Dr. J thing, okay? Because this Dr. J's top two teams deal is, is pretty crazy, okay? Um, you know, he's basically said that his two teams, um, and you know, Kendrick Perkins just came out and blasted Dr. J and all this, just the respect level is unbelievable to me when, when, when you come to talk, when you talk about these older guys. Okay. Um, Stephen A disagreed. 
with uh, Dr. J. And listen, it's old school. Old school is old school. People have their opinion, man. I mean, that's what he said. I mean, Charles Barkley does it all the time. I mean, it is what it is, right? But he didn't have Kobe on it either, which kind of irked me. So first team, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor. Now, I'm, I hate comparing eras and all that. Jerry West couldn't play today. I'm just telling you. He couldn't play today, okay, in this athleticism. He can't. He couldn't. Um, you can argue that Oscar couldn't. You know, I think Elgin, Bill, and Wilt probably could play today, no question, um, because obviously they're fucking tall, long, and, and athletic and nasty. Second team, he puts Magic, Michael Jordan, Bird, Carl Malone, and Kareem. Kareem possibly has the greatest professional resume of any professional athlete ever. From his high school and college days to his professional days. Never lost in high school. I don't believe he lost in college, but once maybe. And he had a fucking patch over his eye. And won how many in the NBA? Like, this dude's resume is unbelievable. And a top scorer of all time. To leave him off anyone's first list is unbelievable to me. Carl Malone in the second team over Charles Barkley or even Dr. J yourself. You can put yourself in there. Fuck. Kind of irks me. Like Kobe should be in there. And you can't really put it by position because. And then Shaq may be the most ball dominant player ever play. It just, there's a few guys there that just, I don't know. He snubbed a little bit, but that's just Dr. J's opinion. It is what it is. Um, I, I, too, don't believe LeBron could have played back in the bad boy Piston Chicago Bull era, Celtics, Lakers. I don't believe he could have played. I believe Michael Cooper, Bill Lambeer, Charles Oakley's, LJ and Mornings, even at the early 2000s, late 90s, would have butchered LeBron. And LeBron's not a good enough free throw shooter or shooter from the perimeter to succeed. Oh, he would, have, he would have adapted. No, he won enough, dude. Or he would adapt now. Why wouldn't he want to be a better shooter? <laughs> Why wouldn't LeBron want to be a better shooter? God damn, people say that shit. It blows my mind. Oh, he would have. If my auntie had balls. She would have been my uncle. He can't. His shot is broken. <laughs> All right? Let's just be real. And in those days, for you to drive and get fucking butchered, which, by the way, at that time, you would have got clotheslined and fucking 360 flipped in the air, and it would have been a common foul, and you would have had to get on the free throw line. There was no flopping, LeBron. There was no fucking crying. There was no flagrant one and two and all that bullshit. You know when a flagrant occurred? When Mikel and Bird would fucking fight, fist fight, Bill Lambeer and Mahorn and Rodman. That was when a fucking flagrant was thrown. <laughs> and they didn't even get kicked out. They still played. That's where the fucking world has changed in every aspect. But just talking NBA, um, <laughs> LeBron couldn't have played back then, dude. 
yeah, he's a freak of nature, but he's going to go get hacked the fuck up and can't make free throws and can't shoot from the perimeter. Where on the other hand, Kobe could. Kobe would have figured out both eras, which he was in part of one and played in the other one. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion, man. You know what I mean? I'm not... But Jerry West, I love to death and all that. They didn't change fucking put Kobe on the basketball instead of him, but the logo. But Jerry West getting the play then. But Dr. J is paying homage. He's paying respect. And that's what a lot of these young cats don't do. Kendrick Perkins. Oh, the motherfucker don't get it. Kendrick Perkins, shut the fuck up. You scored one point a game. And you were a fucking part of teams that had LeBron, KG, Paul Pierce. You had great guys around you. Shut the fuck up. You're an ana- you're an analyst, so be it. But you have no room to talk about anything that's considered great. You're not a great analyst, and you weren't a great player. So shut the fuck up. Dr. J, to me, is a transcending player. He changed the game before Jordan came. Dr. J changed the NBA. And quit saying that you should shut the fuck up, Dr. J. No, he shouldn't. He has his right to his opinion, and he deserved that opinion. Like, that's what cats don't get. He deserved the opinion to have his opinion. Much more than you do, Kendrick Perkins, just so we're fucking clear. But is what it is. Sometimes less is more, man. Kudos to fucking Southern for sticking to their guns, being different. It's easy to be fucking average, man. It's hard to be different. Shout out to Lance Leopold for t- Leopold to take over the KU job. And uh, let's see where Aaron Rodgers lands. And I think it'll be an interesting next week or two in the NFL. So, hey, man, it's a slapdick weekend. I got this construction to go. I got two more puppies, slapdick bullies. Follow me on IG, slapdick bullies. If you want a big fucking boy, he's about 33 pounds already, he's 10 weeks old. Uh, let me know. He's my pick of the litter, and I have a brindle female. Those are the last two. Two, two got picked up this morning and flown out. Uh, one is going to my boy Cody Butts from MTV Florabama show. If you guys don't know who that is, uh, he got a, he got the brindle girl, who's the craziest fucking dog in the litter. And so, hey, he wanted him. He wanted her. So, shout out to Cody. Shout out to my main man, Michael Collins. He's the golf caddy on espn he took a big boy from me and uh hey slap dick bully takeover bully game bully gang hey man i appreciate you guys go help somebody peace hope this ain't my last chance, the last chance. Give me give me will i make it will i take it to the top we gon' see it's the last chance for you Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Better fight a God, man, I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't wanna fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for.
for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last